0: The result of Ajnial's Namavash was—it wasn't that that he was becoming free from his Anartha he was going on with it, not just Anartha but closely sinful activities. But by the grace of the Lord, because of his previously performed devotional service. He was, he named his child Narayana and by the grace of the Lord he was able at the time of death to remember Narayana. So then it wasn't that he became free immediately from all his sinful concepts of life but at the time of death of was supposed to be his death he remembered Narayana calling and then the Vishnu peoples came and then he went and performed devotional service. He gave up his sinful life. He was given a I reprieve. He didn't die. He, went and he left home and went and performed devotional service, became fully purified and then went back to God. So it's, it's a little different, it's different than our situation. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're changing the faith, but we're still, uh, due to past bad habits, we're not fully purified. Reputation should be there. Hmm. Yes, uh, a highly controversial question. In Shastra, it said that women are inferior to men. How is that? Because women they may be seen to study as well as if not better than men and they're able to work in the same way. Women are, are you take a, a supporting the position today, are considered inferior, because with the womanly body comes a different mentality. Even according to modern science, medical science, there are two sides of the brain: one which works on the emotional level, and one which works on the logical, reasoning level. So according to modern, I don't know what science that would be, neurology or psycho-neurology or whatever they want to call it, that in women the emotional side is always very active. Even if the logical side is also working, but the emotional side is always very active. So when it's said in Shastra that women are less intelligent, that specifically qualified because their power of discrimination is less. Because they tend to be emotional, they can very easily be misled. Or they tend to judge things on the emotional platform rather than the discriminatory platform. Therefore, they should always be under the protection. That's one of the reasons they should be under the protection of a, of a husband who's supposed to think in a more uh, reasonable, cool-headed way. That's why it said also that, that women, they emotionally, they never develop beyond the stage of a child. Now, another thing is that by nature's arrangement, women have children. Men don't have children. So there's a certain mentality which goes with that also. Because when you're looking, at bringing up children, you have to say, ah, ah, goo, goo, and become almost like a child in, in dealing with them. So that particular mentality goes, with, and that's required. At the same time, it's what is that? Matry Bhagava. What is that? His famous verse is that mother is to be respected as just as God, um, as Guru, because they they have an invaluable contribution, but it's a different contribution. Mothers. Women are required in society as mothers. That is required. That if every woman becomes a, a, a bricklayer or a business man, business magnate, or whatever, then uh, who's, going to, who's going to bring up the children? So that's required. That that women they they have that role as mothers and wives. Now, along with that, some very capable women, they may do other things also, such as so many other things. But uh, it's required that they look after children, bring them up. The children require full attention. And according to nature's way, generally most women will have many children not just one or two, as is the modern norm, due to contraception, which is unnatural and sinful. So that means that they've they, been they, looking after for many years, one after the other. Yes. Modern society is different. Modern society is just like hell. They have all wrong ideas. Everyone is equal. Democracy as I was discussing last night, is democracy. Everyone should have an equal vote. And then you you get the leaders like uh, Lalu. they're simply, they're simply uh, coming down to the mob mentality. Malayam Lalu. they're simply, they get the votes from the, from the most. Anyway, we shouldn't condemn. but you see what kind of people they are. are vote, they're voting for who should be elected, they have no idea of politics, economics, or any such thing. And they want to give reservation to scheduled castes and tribes and, you know, people are still hunting with bows and arrows and they're going to come and govern the state, it's ridiculous. This is all in the artificial idea of democracy. There's not that, that, democracy says everyone is equal, but actually we see it's not true. Even in communism, they rigidly try to make everyone equal, but by the arrangement of nature, some people are more intelligent than others. Some people are more capable than others. How did Stalin get on top of the communist pile? Because he was more intelligent, more scheming than others. So it's all... Although if you speak against democracy, people think you're speaking, it's like, like some sacred thing that you're speaking against, but actually it's all based on a fallacy. But everyone is equal, which they're not. They always say hands that help are holier than lips than pray. In other words, service to man is better than service to God. It's another atheistic idea. How can you help? What are you helping? Build a hospital, help people. Will it it free them from birth and death? How are you helping them? You're helping them what? To get healthy so they can perform more simple activities and go to hell for longer. They don't know how to help. They don't know what helping means. They're fools. I mean, now nowadays it's another result of democracy. Everyone thinks my opinion is so good, I'm also educated. But they're all educated in ignorance. What is the value of their education? So they're all talking so many things, but they don't know the, the they don't know the most basic principle of life. That we are not the body; we are eternal soul, and therefore, real hope or real benefit is on the platform of the soul. So it may not be very it may not be very uh, fruitful to discuss with people who are so much foolish and ignorant. Sir, ah. Yes, this is a very subtle point. The difference between critical discrimination for the benefit from the pure Vaishnava platform for for the benefit of others, or simply fault finding, which is offensive. With that you have to look into your own heart and see. What is my motive? Is it simply to put this person down due to some envy? Or is it to help him come up due to love? That you have to see. Neither should we, should we be offensive to devotees or unnecessarily critical, or nor should we uh, in the name of not being offensive just let anyone do whatever they like without any discrimination. Yeah, taking shelter of Krishna and taking shelter of astrologers. Well, not necessarily taking shelter, it's inquiring. It may be just like uh, you look in the news, in the newspaper to see when is the monsoon beginning, so I should get my umbrella in time. Or I look at the newspapers from time to time, and where am I going? Are, are there still riots going on? So maybe something like that, just for the sake of information. Of course, you can never fully trust the information in the newspaper, nor can you fully trust the information acquired from astrologers. But it gives some indi- can give some indication. So there's a difference if you think that by going to the astrologer, I will. Uh, I'll get this stone or I'll do this mantra and then I, all my problems will be solved. No. You should know that my, my problem will be solved when I surrender fully to Krishna. Krishna is my protector. So astrology is also a bona fide science and it depends on the attitude in which we use it. Although it is difficult to find a, a very good astrology. Now the marriage, they seem, I mean, so many years people have been consulting astrologers for marriage and... It's been, it's proved to be generally quite uh, reliable in that regard. So in certain areas they may, they may be still quite good. But especially for devotees, the, the karmic astrologers, they can't really understand because for devotees there's the influence of Krishna in their lives and there's the desire of the devotees to, the karmic astrologers are trained to think how they can get money, fame, all all these materialistic things, they don't... The devotee has a completely different motive. So, going to the astrologer may not be so helpful. But it may be that the devotee, Krishna, is arranging to spoil all his material plans. (laughs) So there's nothing that the astrologer can do to help you. You may be trying to make your material plans come out nicely, but Krishna has some other idea. See, only a devotee can laugh when you say that. If you say, oh, all your, all your materialistic happiness will be spoiled, the body laughs. The materialist, oh no, what should I do? So that's the difference between a devotee and a non-devotee. Because it's easy to laugh when we just talk about it theoretically. But when, it, when it actually happens that all your material plans are spoiled, then, then it comes the test that we're talking about in the class. Then we have to see. Can an astrology give prog- indication of your progress in spiritual life? Um, maybe, I'm not so expert in astrology. They can certainly see if someone has divine qualities or they can see, they can tell at a certain time period it'll be very good for sadhana. At uh, this period you'll have an increase in renunciation. Such things they can that they can certainly see such things. Sometimes, sometimes they can say this person he will not be born again. They can say such things. So I've heard yeah, I'm not that much adept in this science. But at the same time, I'm not against it per se. It's a Vedic science and it's practice properly can be uh, can be useful in human society. The question is did she knowing that her offspring were going to be big demons deliberately kept them in her womb for a long time. Is it possible? He's described in Srimad Bhagavatam so it must be possible. Not simply a fairy story. There are so many things in Srimad Bhagavatam which may not seem possible according to our understanding. There are eagles that fly from planet to planet and lay eggs in mid-air and they come and they catch elephants to eat them and so many things. We haven't seen everything, we haven't seen the whole universe and we don't know. In Kali, all the things that are going on. In Kali Yoga, people are very gross. They're covered by lust, greed, anger, they have no austerity so they have, previously people had so many different powers, yogic powers. It was a common thing. Nowadays, anyone has any little yogic power, which was normal previously, and people call him Bhagavan How can a brahmachari living in the temple in, in Istvan, who doesn't have a relationship with his parents, how can, he wants them to be devotees, how can he do well? Wondering he can pray for them, he could arrange to get some books. You can become a pure devotee yourself and that way they'll also be delivered. Some devotees, Dhammachais also, they keep relationships with their homes just for the sake of cultivating their parents in Krishna consciousness. Although there's usually some entanglement goes along with that. So there are different approaches according to the individual situation. Hare Krishna. Srimad